Hi, and welcome back to Late Bloom in Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about blooming time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and on this podcast, I talk with guests about love and relationships because I'm single and seeking love just like you may be, and frankly, I need advice and inspiration. So I've been away from the podcast for a bit, but I'm back and preparing a brand new episode that I'll be bringing you here next time. For now, I'm sharing a replay of my fabulous recent conversation with Kristen Hutchinson, a professor and journalist here in Montreal who researches pop culture and art. Here, Kristen offers her personal take on doing dating differently. That includes a crash course on dating concepts and approaches that make sense for her as a person who identifies as queer and polyamorous. If you're unsure of what a nesting partner is or how a relationship escalator works or doesn't, keep listening. That and more is up next. Yeah, so so Chris and I, you know, we know each other in real life and we follow each other's dating adventures. You're always super encouraging when I have little tiny dating advances. And I you do. I'm always like, woohoo, go Amanda. I know you are, you are. I love reporting back to you when I've had a date that's gone well or Or even when it hasn't gone well. It's always Oh yes, yes, here it's true. Like, you're it's always always fun to do uh to be like commiserate oh, uh, yes yeah, yes it's great it's great and over the time that I've known you which has been since you know the last year and I don't know about the last year um a lot of it was we were still locked down so you've had times of not dating that much but you you do a lot of dating and you're very fearless and I find it inspirational and I you're so open it's wonderful so I'm just curious right now uh what's what's dating like for you at the moment in Montreal how are you finding right. things well I've I've sworn off online dating um uh which makes me a lot happier i actually prefer my favorite form of dating is speed dating yeah because you meet in person i did that once you meet in person and um it's very time efficient yeah 10 minutes i think for my is 10 minutes per person yeah yeah yeah. i just did actually there was uh i just went to a queer poly kink speed dating only in montreal and it's the best city ever (laughs) They, they said it was queer poly kink friendly but there was kind of, I think, an assumption that maybe you were one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good because like it was like a really interesting mix of people, like men and women, uh-huh. non-binary people, trans people. I got to like meet a lot of people that I wouldn't meet otherwise, you know, uh-huh. and, and, you know, and it's interesting how within five minutes you can know mm. whether you're interested or not. Yeah, that is kind and of interesting. like whereas online that can take a really oh, long time, forever, right? Like that forever. can take so much like back and forth. Yeah, you basically you have to meet in person, and like, and then yeah. you then you plan to meet up, and maybe you don't even meet up. Yeah. So so um, interestingly, there wasn't any prompts. Um, oh. So so you kind you of have to with your own questions or whatever. Uh-huh. So I started with um, what have you done this weekend that was fun? That's a nice question. But I thought you know then you can they can reveal whatever they want. Um, yeah. And this was like on a Sunday afternoon, which is also a really good time to do speed dating. It's true. It's true. Sunday afternoon, because like most people aren't doing things on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And it's kind of like a nice chill time. You've, yeah. yeah. Like that. So for me, like, like I would much rather get, you know, 12 first dates over with within five minutes each mm. than spend, you know, an hour at first dates. Did I gave my number to three people oh, yeah. and I have two dates. Oh, 
that's pretty good two for, for two not hours. Bad. Not bad. And you said a minute ago that, that it was a queer kink poly and the assumption was people might identify with any of those. And I think yeah. you identify with all of those. I do, yeah. So that was good. <laughs> now it's more to, more chances for you. Yeah, no, it was really nice. Did you have a, a an agenda? Did, were you hoping for um, a man, no, a woman? No, anything I was like, no, I was just going like to get out of the house and just to yeah. meet new people, and I didn't yeah. have necessarily any expectations. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, good for you. Check you out, babe. <laughs> yeah, nice. no, it was good. Nice. I mean. I really think that, yeah, I really think that speed dating is my speed. Yeah, you're not shy. Yeah, yeah. And there were it's definitely people there, like, who who talked about, like, being introverted and how, you know, it was a little hard yeah. for them. But, like, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. But I, I thought it was it was super yeah. interesting, and I would, I would do it again for sure. But you're, because you're poly, I mean, and you're queer, and, like, you're sky's the limit. Well, in some ways, actually, but in some ways, it actually can be quite limiting. Like, if you're poly and you're trying to date, you, you're, you know, you're either going to date pe- other people who are poly or people who are monogamous and are okay dating poly people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's already a smaller amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you date men and women, so that yes. kind of broadens your horizons. It does. It does. Yeah. Although, you know, there's also less queer women than there are straight men, for example. Um, wow. And I do prefer actually to date queer men if I have my choice. Um, queer, so, queer men or queer women? Uh, both. Oh, because queer means just not heterosexual, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh-huh. queer is like an umbrella term. Mm. Um, it was reappropriate. It was a word that was actually reappropriated in the 1990s. It used uh-huh. to be really used like as an anti-gay word. Yeah. Um, and then was reappropriated sort of as a form of empowerment during the mm. early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're really seeing, you know, the birth of what what's what I call the birth of queer in the early 90s. Um, and so it be- it's an umbrella term um, for people that exist within like the LGBTQ um, 2SA plus mm-hmm. uh, spectrum. So a queer man that you might date, what, so it's not going to be a man who identifies as a gay man, I presume. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it's sort of, it's interesting because some people, you know, will identify as gay and lesbian, like that's their primary identification, but mm-hmm. they do occasionally, you know, have sex with someone of the opposite sex. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, you know, that, that sexual orientation, we, we so often think of it as being related to sexual activity, right. but that in fact, it couldn't, it can be more complex than that. Mm-hmm. So what can you, can you give me the contours of a, a queer male ide- identity, a person that you might date as a woman? They would tend to be bisexual or pansexual. Uh So I think of those words as interchangeables. And so for me, that meant, you know, um, being interested in a wide variety of genders, Mm -hmm. which means that you're interested in dating people of of any gender. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Or even, you know, people who, who, who don't, who, you know, don't feel they have gender. Or don't, yeah, don't. Or, you know, like I also like identify as, as gender fluid so I don't see my my gender as as being tied to male or female although mm-hmm. you know I'm also very much happy being you know in a female body so mm-hmm. so for me like my pronouns are they she so oh I don't even think I knew that yeah. okay good information yeah yeah so so but you were saying a moment ago that paradoxically to me that sounds like wow Kristen must have to be many dating possibilities, many people who might 
be interesting for you for a sexual relationship or romantic, like uh, any kind of, but you're saying actually in some ways it's a a smaller field, at least. Yeah. Like in some ways it kind of is like, it's, it's not, it's not like I can, I mean, you know, potentially I could date any man, right? Like, so, you know, I mean, unless they're, they're, you know, men that don't sleep with women. Right. So that's like a wider, um, a wider pool. Yeah. For women, they have to be women who are interested in having sex with another woman, right? So mm-hmm. that's more limiting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot less of that, like mm. st- statistically in the world. Yeah. Um, and then when you're poly, some people, you know, really, a lot of people really want to be in a monogamous relationship. And I'm not interested in being in a monogamous relationship. So that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. So then it also becomes a little limiting in terms of, well, I have to date someone who's poly or who accepts the fact that I'm poly, even if they are not going to be dating someone else. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, there's this perception that um, if you're bisexual then, or pansexual, then you have way more choice in who you can date. Mm -hmm. And you have a little more choice, true, like Mm -hmm. you're dating beyond one gender. Yeah. But the other person has to also be okay with the fact that you're queer Mm -hmm. and that you're poly. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, so it actually is potentially it's actually less people than one might think interesting how did you decide that you were poly like maybe you can just define it actually yeah so polyamory means many loves Hmm. i mean usually we think of polyamory as you are you know uh in a relationship with someone you live with that person so that would be termed a a nesting partner to me just feels like i'm just a big bird yeah it does sound like that but yeah, I always imagine Big Bird from Sesame Street whenever uh-huh. someone says that's uh-huh. a partner. But um, and then you have like other partnerships outside of that. Right. So you have, uh-huh. you know, like what's sort of perceived as being maybe a primary relationship. And then you have sort of other relationships outside of that. But poly means a lot of other things, too. Like poly, uh-huh. you know, some poly people um only have sexual relationships they don't have romantic relationships you know Mm -hmm. so or or some people you know um consider themselves solo poly which is what I could kind of consider myself is that I like to live alone like I'm Mm -hmm. not interested in forming a nesting relationship partnership with someone but I am interested in in having romantic relationships I'm interested in commitment but I'm not always interested in commitment right so it sort of it depends on the person so like right now I'm dating someone who, you know, I see once or twice a week. Uh, We're definitely sort of developing, you know, more of a relationship. We talk every day. You know, he sends me good morning, beautiful messages every day. (laughs) Very sweet and lovely. And, uh, And then, you know, I also have a very occasional sex partner who I saw recently and and he kind of pops in and out you know of my life here and there uh-huh. um and uh yeah yeah and now I'm gonna be having a date with a woman this week and then uh with um a non-binary person who is also trans wow and is your your fellow um that you've been seeing for the last few months and I get little updates it's super happy about this and so so I guess he's he knows what what you prefer and that's fine with him too I guess Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we have a rule um that if we're going to be having sex with someone else or have a date with someone else that we have to sort of that we have to tell each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know um yeah that's the that's the main rule um yeah so transparency I think the thing about Polly that's really important and one sort of thing about Polly that 
is really crucial is that everyone is aware of what's going on. Right. So you're aware of who all your other partners partners are. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you don't necessarily have to meet them, but yeah. you're aware of who they are yeah. um, or aware that they exist. And uh -huh. that's really important. So it's not, you know, everyone sort of thinks of it as being cheating, but it isn't cheating. It's actually yeah. like quite a great degree of, of honesty. Yeah. Um, and people kind of talk about two sort of two main relationship structures in poly. So one of them is is called parallel poly. So you have relationships that are that that are, you know, separate from each other. Yeah. Um, so say, for example, I'm dating woman X and I'm also dating um, man W. Um, and those two relationships, you know, exist parallel, you know, like I, they don't, your two partners don't spend time together. Yeah. yeah. And then there's kitchen table poly, um, which kind of assumes, you know, the, the formation of what's called the polycule. So it becomes almost like a, a series, of, like a grouping of relationships. You'll spend a lot more time together. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll spend more time, you know, potentially with your partner's partners. Right. Um, yeah. So there's these two different sort of organizational structures I kind of exist between those two things mm. um, and I like the idea I'm more of a parallel poly person but I don't mind my partners meeting in fact I kind of like if I'm like actually like in a relationship with two people in Edmonton mm -hmm. I was in a relationship with a man and a woman at the same time mm -hmm. and you know if I had parties they would meet each other like I met her wife um, so um, yeah so you know I think I think I prefer um, if possible, you know, to be able to be in the same room together and it, for it to be fun. Right. right. Um, but I also don't require that. Like, mm. yeah. Um, in our conversation a few months ago, it was a, our conversation with, uh, about friendship, the role of friendship. Mm -hmm. You, uh, you brought up a good term relationship escalator, yes. which is this idea of relationships transitioning through specific milestones and that the ultimate goal is is like matrimony right yeah married kids buy your house is sort of the top that's of the right and yeah. you were saying that's not for you uh you also then presented a term a minute ago what was i used use the word feather i've already for you know nesting nesting partner yeah nesting <laughs> partner which sounds like setting up a household together is that mm -hmm. what that means yeah okay yeah. But it does that. So I'm just, my, my larger question is like, like, what's the landscape for you in your life? What's your, are you living your, your goal now? Yeah. I mean, I think the goal is to continue the way that it is. You know, I think mm -hmm. that um, I would like to have another more regular partner who is female mm -hmm. or non-binary. Mm -hmm. Um because the the I don't know it's just the sex is different like it's just yeah. it's just a different I don't know I just find it's a different yeah kind of relationship and uh mm -hmm. yeah cool um yeah so I mean you know there's that and I think that also you know I mean there's also you know I mean I think the main the main problem with Polly is time you and, don't have you enough know, time like, for everybody yeah, yeah and you know this idea of polycules who have like a joint google calendar for example right. who will you know then say okay well i'm with so and so this day so then you know i can be with you know you do it does take some degree of organization yeah right um and so yeah you have to be careful not to become what's called polysaturated um so polysaturated is like having too many people yeah. and then like you can't you know like yeah like so for me like i also 
I know a lot of terms thrown okay, around, but I also identify as a relationship anarchist. Uh -huh. So that means that I don't prioritize romantic or sexual relationships or romantic and sexual relationships as more important than friendships. Mm. So for me, it's very important to have time to maintain my friendships. Mm -hmm. So then I think a lot of the discussion that you need to have too about someone is not necessarily like about what the level of commitment will be like I mm. enter into everything like every every one of these things even if it's initially just just for sex I enter into mm. it with the thinking of that you know you you allow it to develop into what it's going to be right mm -hmm. so it's sort of you know you I think then you end up really figuring out what each relationship right. how it works what it is that you want out of it what it'll develop to be into and you just, you, but you don't, you don't have a script about that. That's but right. you know, and I think in some ways can be, you know, it can be really anxiety making at the beginning, right? Because you're not, mm. you know, you're not necessarily sure like what it's going to be. And you're not, you know, you're not going towards this thing of, you know, okay, well, we're going to be a monogamous couple, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it can create, you know, some insecurities for sure. But it also is like a, probably is a great way to work through your insecurities. It does require also very strong communication skills and a capacity, a willingness and capacity to be vulnerable because you have to ask for what you want and yeah. what you need. And you have to be clear. Yeah. You have to express your needs. Yeah. Which I think, which I think, you know, is something that everyone should learn. In Indeed. You know, Indeed. Like I think, I think that there, better. I think that there's a lot of like, when you're entering into a monogamous relationship, for example, you know, even, you know, with or without that relationship escalator, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of assumptions that you make, right? You yeah. make this assumption that they're not going to sleep with someone else or they're not going to flirt with someone else. Or some people, you know, don't even like their partners to have like different yeah. sex friends. Which yes. Is so yes. weird and limiting, yes. like what the yes. hell? Yes. So I think, you know, that there's different than levels of what people allow their other partner to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I don't want those limitations. Like no one mm -hmm. gets to decide what I do with my body other than me. Right. Mm, so, indeed. so for me, like, it's also like choice is so important for me uh, that, um, that I, 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 I can't like let someone take away any of my choice. I think cause mm. I fought so hard for the choices that I do have. Mm, mm. Mm, very good. I want to ask you about attraction. Mm -hmm. It seems to me the range of people you can be sexually attracted to is really quite wide Mm -hmm. And but we were explaining a minute ago that it's in terms of dating, it's actually the fact that you have a broad range can limit things because you need people who are open. Yeah. But um, that's just where I feel challenged. I I I think we've talked about this before, so I think I know the answer. But just like it's just that energy is just there for you with lots of people, right? Yeah. I was going to ask how important an intellectual connection is for you to feel a sexual connection. Um. And for a sexual connection, not necessarily, but mm -hmm. for beyond a sexual connection, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like a relationship. Like I need, yeah, like I, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty intellectual person, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so for me, that that's quite important. I, I need that intellectual mm -hmm. kind of challenge, like if it's yeah. going to continue, like, so yeah. Or just, it has to be interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, awesome, Chris. And before, before we wrap up, just like what? Give us give us some advice here. You're a woman of, I don't know, a woman of experience, partly because you're very courageous and 
you were treating yourself and you have a admirable sexual appetite from where I'm standing (laughs) and you just you wade into life like I admire it so and you're you're open-minded and you're very kind also and respectful people so all of those are things to um um um, to strive to emulate I think so what lay me lay me down some advice just generally about never ghost people number one oh good don't do it like even if you've only talked for two seconds like say you know Yes. Sorry, and... I'm no longer interested. Like that's all you need to say. Like that's fine. Good. Like it's it's much nicer to the other person. Like don't lead them on if you're not interested. Never stand someone up and then disappear. Yeah. You know, like I think I think that online dating really creates this lack of respect for each other mm. as human beings, and I think that's really horrible. Yeah. And I think because you know. If you're thinking about, you know, for example, how I used to date, like when I was in my 20s prior to the internet, that, um, you know, you would meet people through friends or you'd meet people at a party or you'd meet people yeah. in a class if you were in school or whatever. And so there's often that person had connections with someone yeah. else in your life. So they, you know, they would get told off by someone else if you yeah. if they treated you badly. That's right. Whereas now there's no connection potentially, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So people feel like they can be as mean as they want or not mm-hmm. take care. And I think mm-hmm. it's important to take care. Like I think that, you know, even you know, every time I go on a date, and you know, um, when I was doing online dating, horrible first dates, and it wouldn't go well, I would always message afterwards and say thanks so much it was great to meet you but I don't think like this is gonna work yeah right so every time like very purposely every time it's not hard to do no you don't have to say a lot you can just Mm -hmm. sort of say like this isn't this isn't working for me Mm -hmm. you know sometimes then people like want to know why I think you know and I think it's kind of better to to maybe not go into that yeah (laughs) You know, like I, I think agree. that also no, is kind of kind. Like it's kind to to say things, but it's also kind sometimes to not say things. Absolutely. And so you know, let people down gently. You know, like we're all out yeah. here in this harsh world trying to you know True. find connections. Yeah. And and so like be kinder to each other. That's what yes. I think. I think another another thing that's kind of good in terms of you know what when you're going out dating. Rather than making a list of like what you want in the other person, mm-hmm. make a list of what you want for yourself. I really like playing board games. So I need to have someone in my life that I can play board games with, right? Oh, I see. Um, so like, so make a list of like, what are the things that you value ah, for good. yourself rather than, yeah. rather than like what the other person is? Because then it becomes also then more about thinking about your own needs and wants. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. And what about? Do you have anything to say about uh, being courageous? I find you very courageous. Like just, and then also the the energy it takes. Yeah, it does do take it. a lot of energy. It's true. Yeah. Um, I think when I feel afraid of something, mm-hmm. I know that I have to do it, mm. or I have to, or at least I have to sit back and say why am I afraid of this thing? Right, what right. is it that's making me afraid? Because I think like we can live easily in fear mm-hmm. and fear is an emotion that can really mess you up. Yeah. And make you stuck and make you not be able to do things. And I think, you know, the second, like, I think it's always important to you to try to be 
always stepping just a little bit outside yeah. of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Because then your I comfort agree. zone gets bigger. That's so true. So, you know, not, I mean, it doesn't need to just be in dating, but just generally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What I think is cool about life also is when we get stronger and more courageous in one part of life, it applies in other parts really of life true. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like once we feel like we have success in certain parts of our lives, yeah. then it might be easier for us then to, to take, take risks in other take parts risks. of our lives. Absolutely. Right? Like, we get more. And I think, you know, confident. dating is, is all about taking risks. It is. It's all practice. It's all practice to get, yeah, more courageous have more capacity to sit with uncomfortable feelings. And, you know, I would say people, if people have never done speed dating, do it at least once. Go out, look at, look online, you know, wherever you are in your town, see if there's a speed dating for, you know, whatever your orientation is and just go do it once. Yeah. Nice. 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 Well, all that is awesome advice. And uh, I think the speed dating, I also like to meet people in person a lot more than online. So well, okay, I'm going to encourage you to just be doing Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm into it. Why not? It's been a long time. I just read it once and why not? Yeah. Kristen, well, listen, this has been a lovely conversation. I'm glad Thank we did you. it. And I'll wish you, ooh, happy dates coming up. Yes. I'm and, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Right. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much to my guest this episode, Kristen Hutchinson. You can find out more about Kristen and her work on Facebook under her name, Kristen with a K Hutchinson. That's H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S-O-N. This has been Late Bloom and Love with me, your host, Amanda Klang. Thanks so much for joining me here. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloomandlove.com. That's Bloomin, B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late Bloom and Love. Catch you next time.